Alright, alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody's LJ Talks Facts right here, expensive facts like always, of course. Oh guys having a great Wednesday morning. I know that I am because my Brooklyn Nets are moving on to the second round. They eliminated the Celtics last night. We're moving on to face the Milwaukee Bucks. Last night my Brooklyn Nets won by a score of 123 to 109. We're moving on, baby. This Saturday. I'm not sure what time the game's going to be, but game one is on Saturday of round two against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be a tough series. I'll definitely talk about my second round predictions probably like on Friday because, or maybe even Saturday morning or maybe Saturday like afternoon, whatever, because I'm not sure like where the matchup's going to be. We already know that it's already going to be Brooklyn versus Milwaukee, and we'll see what the other matchups look like. But I'm excited. The Nets played a really good series against Boston. You know, I do have some, you know, concerns, which obviously goes to the defense. But we'll get to that in a second. I'm very happy for my Nets, very proud of them. I did say Nets in five, so I was correct. I was happy that I called it. Nets in five over Boston. They did it. Boston is gone. And now we move on to Milwaukee. Milwaukee will be coming to town on Saturday. Barclays is going to be buzzing even more than it was against the Celtics, and I can't wait. I can't wait. First time since the 2013-2014 season, the Nets are moving on to the second round. Last time that happened, remember, they beat the Raptors in seven in that first round. Then we all know what happened against Miami, you know. I still say it to this day, if Brooke Lopez wasn't hurt and he was in that series, not saying the Nets would have won, but it probably would have went to seven games. Miami probably would have still beaten us most likely, but it would have made a difference. Brooke Lopez definitely would have made a difference in that series because the Nets didn't have size. I mean, they barely beat Toronto. I mean, come on. You have Lopez there, you have size. That's what that's, that's what killed the Nets in the playoffs that year. That's what killed them against Miami most, I should say. You know, and... Um, do I feel like the Nets have enough size to beat Milwaukee? Well, I think Jeff Green's not available till Game 3. Because when he got hurt after Game 2, he said reevaluate in 10 days. So I don't think he'll be available for Game 1 or Game 2. The Nets do need size... I was very impressed though with Nicholas Claxton last night. He played a great game. It was definitely his best game of the series, I would say. He really stepped up in game four and definitely last night in game five. You know, I didn't mean to like criticize him after game three. I just thought like he was he was like his shots, like he was shooting like too hard, he was getting bodied in the paint. He really stepped it up and he was able to lock down Giannis the two times we played against the Bucks in Milwaukee, so that's good. We know that Clax can lock him down. Maybe Bruce Brown can lock him down a little bit too. Hopefully we do get Jeff Green back early in this series. We need him in we need him in this series. We need size. And Jeff Green has been a great player. He's been a gem for us this year. We need him out there. You know, I thought about the whole DeAndre Jordan thing. I was only saying put DeAndre out there for size because Claxton wasn't playing good at all. So I thought at first he wasn't playing good. I'm sure some people felt the same way. Like maybe DeAndre should get in there for size. But then do you really want DeAndre out there against Milwaukee and to get bodied by Giannis like crazy? No. But the thing is, you know, against Milwaukee, though, you have to stop the three-point shooting. We know Brook Lopez can shoot threes. So you got to stop him. You can't let him shoot wide open. you got to get in his face. Centers shoot threes nowadays. Do the Nets know that? Hopefully they do. You don't have to really worry about that with Boston, but with, with let's say, Philly. But with Milwaukee, you got to worry about it. But we'll talk, we'll talk about Milwaukee in just a few minutes. But, you know, last night we won game five. I was happy that my prediction was correct. You know, I'll make my prediction definitely later on this week before Saturday, or maybe like on Saturday, like I said, to predict the Nets and Bucks and the rest of the series as well. You know, um, I'm just very happy for my team. I really am proud of them. I really am. 
I seriously, and the offense was insane. This whole series, KD looks like he hasn't, you know, skipped a beat. Kyrie played great in every game. You know, game three, like, I know they struggled, but after that, he really stepped it up. We stepped up the whole series. Just game three, he struggled, and I understand why. And Harden was great the whole series. But, like, Harris had a, you know, he, he had a decent series, I felt like. You know, he had some good moments, especially in game two where he went off in the first quarter. You know, Shamit was solid. Bruce Brown was pretty solid, especially defensively. He had some good offensive moments last night. Blake Griffin dunking like crazy. He's had some good moments. He had some good moments in this series. Um, you know, Jeff Green, well, Jeff Green only played in the first two games. We got hurt in game two. So hopefully, like I said, we get him back early against Milwaukee. Hopefully. Maybe there's a chance we see Dinwiddie in this series. I don't know. I think it's still unlikely, but they keep saying it could happen. Either round two or round three. Well, round two is on Saturday, so I'm sure we'll definitely hear more about Dinwiddie pretty soon. It would be nice. I mean, it would be nice to get him back on the court. It really would. And I hope that we do. But we'll see what happens. Do we need Dinwiddie? Absolutely we do. Absolutely we do. I mean, come on. Of course we need him. We need him out there. They would figure it out. They would figure out how to get him in there, get him in the rotations. It would be a lot, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But last night, I felt like the Nets, they looked pretty good. It was pretty much a back-and-forth game. Like, the Celtics stuck around for a while, you know, in all three quarters, you know. They battled the Nets. I said they were going to battle in Game 5. They ain't going to go away so easily. They're going to battle. Jason Tatum's going to battle. Marcus Smart was being a pest. I'm like, oh, my God. He was getting annoying. Even though I do like Marcus Smart, he was getting annoying last night. Like, he took one hit, like, quote-unquote hit, like, Harden hit him. Hit him with his elbow in the face. Didn't look like he hit him. Looked like he lightly tapped him. It didn't look like Smart got hit, and he fucking sold it. Like, he was hurt. I'm like, what the fuck? He barely even touched you. And then Marcus Smart, at one point, he got mad because Katie threw the ball at him. And balls went out of play, and Katie threw it back at him. And Marcus Smart was just getting annoying. You know, that's the type of player that he is. He's going to get under your skin. But, oh, my God, was he just being annoying yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, just shut up already. Like, Harden barely even touched you, and you, you fucking flop around like a fish out of water. Like, seriously? Oh, my God. This is why I just hate the new NBA sometimes when players just flop around like like fish out of water, basically. And it's just, it's just annoying. It makes you look like a fucking... Makes you look like a fucking child like that. Like a fucking... Not even a man. Like, be a man. Get the fuck back up. It's like when LeBron got poked in the eye in the playing game against Golden State. He's down for eight seconds. I'm like, oh, my God. Get the fuck up. Seriously, got poked in the eye. Really? You're down for almost two minutes. Get get the fuck up. Cut the shit out. Please. Enough. Come on. All that size right there and you fucking get poked in the eye. Seriously, you're down for 80 seconds. Get get your ass up. Seriously, don't be a bitch. And thank God the Lakers are one game away from being eliminated. I'm like, let's fucking go. Please, let it happen. Because I think game six is tomorrow. So please, Suns all the way. Fuck the Lakers. Please. Hopefully I remember that prediction because I predicted Suns in six. And I'm one win away from being right. But, uh, yeah, but, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I, you know, you guys know how I feel about LeBron just being a fucking bitch and everything, complaining. And so what I saw, like, in game four when I was watching the Suns and Lakers in game four and just seeing him walk off the court, not even acknowledging his coach, not even acknowledging the other players or anything, just being a fucking asshole. Like, that's just, just fuck him. He, he's an idiot. He's just an idiot. But, um... Like I said, I'm very happy for my Nets. This great group of guys right here, you know, they 
they battled, you know, and you could say, oh, but it's just Boston. Boston challenges, it's because, you know, our defense is still not that great. It has its moments, but the Nets' defense is really not that good. It's still not a good defense. It's really not. And it's going to only get tougher with Milwaukee, facing Middleton, Giannis, you know, and Lopez. It's only going to get tougher. And Holiday, I forgot about Drew Holiday as well. It's only going to get tougher. If the Bucks, if they really got Bogdanovich, if they were able to get him, it would be, a, be 20 times tougher. 20 times tougher, but he's in Atlanta still, so Milwaukee just couldn't get him. Just imagine that, though. But the Bucks do have size on the Nets. They do. They absolutely do. We know Giannis. Let me get to this in a second. I keep going, like, off topic. But with the Nets and Celtics, though, it was great to beat the Celtics. You know, Kyrie going through a lot with those Celtic fans, you know. Especially when Kyrie stepped on the logo after game four. And then, you know, the fan threw the water bottle at him going down the tunnel. I believe it did miss him. But still, I mean, come on. Like, seriously? Like, what's the point of doing that for? Like, you know, it's really disgusting. Like, I mentioned that after the game four. Or mentioned that during the game four recap. Like, you know, fans should be happy to be back in the stadiums. Back in the arenas. Like, stadiums, arenas, whatever you want to say. Fans should be grateful. Don't act a fool. Like, seriously. This can get taken away from us so easily. You know, the NBA could say with all these fucking fans is they could just ban fans from going to the playoff games. They could. I don't think Adam Silver would. I don't think Adam Silver will do that because of stuff because of a couple idiot fans. Because why punish everybody else? So that makes sense. But be grateful. COVID nineteen. This COVID nineteen pandemic took away our fucking you know one joy in life. Going to fucking games. One of our joys in life. Going to games. And I'm grateful to be going back to games. I've went to three end games so far this year, and I'm grateful to be back in the stadium. Would be nice to go to an Islanders playoff game or a Nets playoff game. Maybe it will happen. Hopefully it does. It would be really nice. But I'm not going to act a fool. Of course, I'm going to get hype and everything, but I'm not going to act like a fucking fool and be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to jump on the court and everything. Like, run around and fucking throw shit at people. Like, no. Why Why do that for? Like, why, why be like that? Seriously? Disgusting. It really is. Like, Westbrook getting the popcorn thrown at him. Trey Young getting spat on. Kyrie getting the water bottle thrown at him. Another fan running. On the court, the Sixers-Wizards game in Washington. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Be grateful, because this can get taken away from you so much easier. Now, for these fans, it did. Now they're, now they're banned from going to the games. And also, it's so stupid how Danny Ainge says he's never heard of any racism in Boston. Are you, are you stupid? You've been in this Boston Celtics organization, like, your whole life. Go ask Bill Russell. Go ask Bill Russell what he experienced. Getting called the N-word and a baboon. Back in the day. And that racism still exists to this day in Boston. Marcus Smart said a woman in the parking lot called him the N-word. Like, what the fuck? At TD Garden in the parking lot. Like, seriously, what the fuck, man? Really? DeMarcus Cousins experienced it as well. Tristan Thompson when he was a Cav. What the fuck? And Kyrie experienced it as well. I mean, come on. I'm sure KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen probably experienced it back then. They probably won't say it. But, I mean, I don't know if they have, but I'm sure they did. Almost everybody's experienced it in Boston. So Danny Ainge should keep his fucking mouth shut. And KG, should be, KG needs to calm down a little bit, too. Because, you know, listen, I love Kevin Garnett. I have nothing against him. I loved him on the Nets. Even though he was washed like Pierce, Garnett did give his all with the Nets. Paul Pierce was just a clown, and he was an asshole. And he sucks. And he's a clown. Did I mention that? Well, let's say it again. But I like KG. I, have, I got a lot of love for KG. Like I said, even though I know he was watching with the Nets, I still love the guy. He still gave it his all. He was still a dog, which I fucking loved. 
But he shouldn't be getting all, like, pissy because Kyrie stepped on the fucking logo. Like, seriously, you fucking call... You said Carmelo Anthony's wife t- tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios, whatever he said. I mean, come on, you disrespected another man's wife. And you're mad about somebody stepping on a logo. Uh, come on, come on, KG. You gotta be a little bit better than that. You gotta be a little bit better than that. I mean, I love KG. I'm not trying to start anything. I'm just saying. You get mad if somebody stepped on a logo, but you made fun of somebody's wife. You made a remark on somebody's wife. I mean, come on. Seriously? It just... Come on. You gotta be better than that, you know? I'm sure KEG's forgotten about the whole incident with Melo, but still, come on. Really? You got, you just gotta be better than that. But still, yeah, with Danny Age, he's gotta be better than that, too, because there's fucking... They have, like, how can you not hear about any racism in Boston? Really? I'm not trying to say everybody from Boston's racist. I'm not saying that at all. But look how much the Celtics players have experienced, like, right there. A lot. Your own player, Marcus Smart's experienced it. I mean, seriously... It's just really disgusting. You can't... He's just lying through his teeth, Danny. He's trying to say Kyrie's a liar. You're trying to... You're trying to say Kyrie's a liar. What? As if this man hasn't went through enough. And you're going to call him a liar. Like, seriously? Like, seriously? Danny Age is probably the type of person to call Kyrie mentally sick. No, motherfucker. You're mentally sick. I'm just saying he's the type of person that would say that. Like, no, motherfucker. You are. So cut the shit. Stop lying through your teeth. That's why I feel bad for a kid like Jason Tatum out there, you know. Probably wasting his... He's going to waste his career out there in Boston. He's just going to. Hopefully he gets the hell out of there. And he's, he's been a great piece, Jason Tatum, for the Celtics. He's been awesome. This kid has been out of this world. He's going to be a future MVP one of these days. He's going to be a future MVP. Easily. Maybe like a two... I'd say maybe like a two or three more years. He'll be an MVP. This kid is just awesome to watch. An amazing ball player. I knew he was special when he dunked on LeBron... In Game Seven, Eastern Conference Finals back in 2018, and not only that, he had a really good series that there as well. That was his first season. Imagine your first season you dunk on LeBron in Game Seven. It was a shame the Celtics didn't win because I really wanted them to beat Cleveland because I hate LeBron obviously. But just seeing that out of Tatum was crazy. I was like, whoa, like damn, oh my god. I'll never forget that though. And seeing LeBron's face after that, he was so pissed. I was like, Jesus. It was like, you know, when, like when AI fucking crossed up MJ back in, like, was it 96? Was that AI's rookie year? That was something, too, right there. That, that was something. It really was. But, no, back to Danny Ainge, though. Like, come on. You can't you just can't be lying through your teeth like that. Like, seriously? You, you just you, This man needs to take a polygraph test. Like, seriously. Come on. Like, just enough. Enough's enough. But I'm happy we got rid of the Celtics now. We eliminated them. They're gone. Goodbye. We move on now. No, you don't have to hear anything out of their fucking mouths. Now they can shut the hell up till next season. Thank God. Oh, my God. It was a fun series, though. It was. You know, the Nets offensively were a juggernaut. Defensively, they had their moments. I think I would say Game 2 was their best defensive game. Game 2 was easily their best defensive game. But other than that, the defense... I'm not going to say it was lackluster. It's just, like I said, it had its moments. It was average at times. But, it's, but it also had its moments. That's my only concern. And it comes down to size as well. So I'm going to mention it again. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but hopefully Jeff Green comes back early in this series because we're going to need him. We need Jeff Green out there. He's very valuable to this team. He absolutely is. We need him out there. You know, casual fans will look at the Nets and say, oh, they don't need Jeff Green. We do need Jeff Green. If you're a diehard Nets fan, you've been around here for all these years... We need Jeff Green. We need size because size in the past has killed the Nets. 
It has. They need size. That's what they need out there. Not DeAndre. Obviously not him. Obviously. At this point, no. Because Claxton really did step up. And hopefully Claxton continues to step it up against Milwaukee. That's a, that's a, this is a huge series coming up for him. It really is. Hopefully he gets more minutes. And let's see what he's made of now. But I was very happy with the Nets' performance last night. The big three was red hot. At one point, they made three straight threes, like, combined right there. I think it was, like, KD, Kyrie, and then Harden all together in sync right there. That was great. No, that was that was fun. It was a good series. It was a good series. Now we move on now. Now we move on against Milwaukee, and they're coming to town on Saturday. I don't know what time game one's going to be. I'm assuming it'll be 8.30, I'm assuming, on ABC. I don't think it's going to be early. I can't see that happening, so most likely that'll be the time of game one. That's just what I'm just throwing out there. They'll probably announce it like tomorrow or yeah, most likely tomorrow or Friday morning they'll probably announce it, which is fair. I'm sure people are buying their tickets already because tickets are on sale and people are just buying their tickets and now they're just waiting on the time. Okay, what time do I have to be there? But I'm sure it's going to be like 8.30, which is it's fine by me. I would have to listen to the Islanders game on the, the radio then for game four. They play the Bruins. We'll get to them. We'll definitely talk about the Islanders Friday and recapping Game 3. Because Game 3 is tomorrow. But, um, but yeah. Hopefully the Islanders can eliminate the Bruins. Another Boston team get eliminated. That would be, be fucking awesome. Especially the Yankees are playing the Red Sox this weekend. So hopefully the Yankees can destroy them. You know, hopefully. Just hopefully gets back up in the standings. That would be nice. It'd be a win for New York. Getting rid of the Celtics. Maybe could beat up on the Bruins and beat up on the Red Sox. That would be picture perfect right there. But now moving on to the Nets versus the Bucks. My expectations for this series, I think it's going to be a long series. It's not going to end in five games. It's not going to end in five. My guess right now, I'm not going to put out a full prediction until I do my second round predictions for all the teams that are still in. Um, I think it's going to go to six or seven games. I think you guys probably know who I'm going to pick, so... It's just not going to go five. I can't see it going to five games. I don't see that at all. It's going to be a long series. The Bucks are no slouches, obviously. It might go to seven. And I expect it to go to seven. It most likely will. It's going to be... It's going to be a heart attack series, basically. What I mean by that is like your heart's going to be fucking beating like crazy. This fucking series. It's going to be grueling. It's going to be insane. It's going to be an intense series. I should have said a better word, not heart attack. Like an intense series. You guys know what I'm going to talk about. When your heart starts to beat like crazy, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be very intense. It's going to be very, you know, anxious as well. It's going to be an anxiety series. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun to see Giannis versus KD, though. You know, we almost saw that in the NBA Finals a couple years ago. Now we're going to get to see it now here in the playoffs. So that's interesting. That's fine by me. Can't wait. The Bucks are going to be a tough challenge. They are. Everybody can pick the Nets all they want. I mean, I know that I am, but you can't sleep on the Bucks. You just can't. You can't sleep on. I know Giannis is not good in the playoffs. He's really not good in the playoffs. But I mean, the Bucks they destroyed Miami. They swept them. Miami. The only game Miami played good in was Game One. You could say Game Four as well, because Game Two and Game Three were blowouts. Miami was, and I, I was definitely wrong. I said Tyler Hero was going to have a big series. I, boy, was I wrong. He was. Dog shit. I've, wow. I mean, I gotta admit that I'm wrong on that one. I just thought he was gonna have a big series. I thought he was gonna have a breakout series because, you know, it would be in Milwaukee the first two games. That's where he's from. You know, he'll have a chance to stick it to his hometown, but no. He was just terrible. 
So, I'll admit that I was wrong on that one. I was a hundred, I was actually a million percent wrong. So, Jesus Christ, never trusting that kid again. Oh my God, I can't believe the Heat, I can't believe the Miami Heat didn't want to go Tyler fucking Hero for James Harden. That is, that is just, oh my God, it's mind-boggling. It seriously is. It really is. It's crazy. But yeah, the Bucks they really destroyed Miami after game one. After that, like I said, game four was kind of close. But other than that, Milwaukee just had Miami's number that whole series. It was a sweet revenge for last year after losing five. Well, granted, Giannis was hurt. But that's not an excuse. But still, it was sweet revenge right there. We know Giannis is not that great in the playoffs. We know he does struggle. So how's he going to do against the Nets? You know the Nets are not a great defensive team, so Giannis will have some good moments. We know he does struggle with the free throw line. That's a big thing right there. He's not good for three-point range, but that doesn't that still doesn't mean let him shoot wide open. you got to get in his face. you got to put the pressure on him. He's a great mid-range shooter, and he can drive in and dunk on you like crazy. Three-point range, it's not his game. Free throws, he's not that clutch at the free throw line. But you still got to get in his face. you still got to get in his face when he shoots threes. Just like same with Brooke Lopez, you gotta get in his face. I don't want to hear he's a center. He could shoot threes. Just like MB can shoot threes. You gotta get in these guys' faces. You have to do it. You have to do it. I don't want to hear it. Get in their fucking face. Body them. That's what you have to do. Put the pressure on them. Don't give them wide open chance. Obviously, wide open chance will happen, but you can't let it happen to a guy like Giannis or a guy like Lopez. Because you don't want them getting hot. You don't want that at all. It's the last thing you want is them getting hot in three-point range. You don't want that. Middleton got work as well. Middleton turned out to be a really good player. Second round pick a few years ago. He's been a hell of a ball player. He's been great. And it will be an interesting series. Like I said, the Bucks have size on the Nets. They do. But, you know, hopefully the Nets juggernaut offense can just continue to carry us the whole way. Hopefully it could. This series is not going to end in four or five. Like I said, most chances it goes to six or seven games. It's going to be a long series. I feel like it's going to be a long series. Because you can't sleep on the Bucks. You just can't. If it was Miami, I would say six or I would say five or six games. Not seven. Five or six, probably. Most likely five. But Milwaukee, different team. Milwaukee's hungry. You could say, oh, but they swept Miami. It's whatever. They're still a hungry team. They're still a great fucking team. They're one of the best teams in the NBA. They're still hungry. They could still beat us. They still could. They could surprise us. If they do, it's insane if they do. They really shouldn't. But hopefully the Nets can just keep their heads high and beat these guys. Keep going at them every single game. And hopefully they can tighten up defensively a lot in this series. It's gonna be, they're a tough team, Milwaukee. They're a different team from Boston. They're a different team. Much better offensively. you got to worry about them now. It's not the Celtics are playing. They're facing the Bucks. They're facing a two-time MVP in Giannis and Kupo. We know how good he is. He's a two-time MVP for a reason. But he has struggled in the playoffs. I mean, Harden has struggled in the playoffs, but not this year so far. Harden had an amazing first round against Boston. And Giannis had a great first round against Miami, so maybe things are changing. This might be the Giannis-Harden series. Where they just go absolutely off on each other. Who knows? Who knows? But every game we played Milwaukee this year was close. We were 1-2 we were against them this year, granted, but every game was close. Every game was close. There was no blowouts. Every game was down to the wire, and it was close. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun series, and I can't wait. 
But like I said, I'm proud of my Nets. They took care of business with the Celtics. You know, Boston did stick around. They stuck around for a little while in game five, but the Nets were able to bury them in the fourth quarter, which was great. Boston just couldn't keep up in the fourth quarter. They had no answer for our offense. They they had no answers on their offense. So that was huge right there. They crumbled against us in the fourth quarter. So that was big. We were able to put them away. You know, but now Milwaukee's coming to town. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the schedule looks like against Milwaukee. Like I said, game one is on Saturday. Most likely it'll be at 8.30, which fine by me. And we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens, though. I'm looking forward to this series. I'm really looking forward to see what happens. You know, whatever happens, happens. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, guys. All right, guys, I hope you guys have an amazing day here today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you guys on Friday morning, obviously, because tomorrow is Game 3 between my between my New York Islanders against the Boston Bruins in Game 3 of Round 2 of the 2021 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's see what happens. Hopefully the Coliseum, we know the Coliseum is going to be buzzing tomorrow night. Hopefully the Islanders can take the lead in this series and really put the Bruins on edge. We'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. It's going to be fun. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Well, the episodes this week that are coming up, like I said, recap of Game 3 on Friday. I'll definitely be reviewing AEW Dynamite either Saturday or Sunday. And, of course, recapping. And, of course, making my second round predictions for the NBA 2021 playoffs, obviously. And recapping Game 1 between the Nets and Bucks. And then recapping Game 4 between the Islanders. And um, the Bruins, that, probably, that might be like a whole episode recapping, like a two-part episode, basically. But other than that, hope you guys have a great day. And I will talk to you guys Friday morning with my Islanders versus Bruins Game 3 recap. Have a great day, guys. Talk to you on Friday.